before that. Good morning, listener. Session number two, episode two, Ooh. season one. Take Andy, two. we're here again. We're here again back we're at the, again. Uh, the studio yeah, yeah. in uh, sunny Pimlico Road, uh, faced with lockdown, but superstar with us today. Um, Mr. Barry Breed. Mr. Barry Breed. This is going to well, be... We want a big round of applause there, don't we? Fantastic. We do indeed. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll do some sound effects later. Okay. Um, so... How's your life been, Andy, with uh, Face with Lockdown? What have you done this last uh, few weeks since the first podcast? Uh, well, obviously we're locked down again, but um, coming out of that, trying to see as many people as possible. Early December was good with uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, some drinks involved somewhere in amongst that. Lunch, dinner. Some drinks involved. Well, yeah, some drinks involved. And and maybe, I, yeah, there, was a day, there was a day when I didn't have breakfast. There was one day. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Crazy. Um, me too. Lunch. Yeah. Drinks. Uh, dinner. Yeah, you've actually been drinks. doing some work, haven't you? Yeah, I've been. You laid some floors. Yeah, yeah. The old hands have been uh, oh, yeah. been aching and uh, oh, knees yeah. have been suffering. Yeah. Um, you like the work of your hands, don't you? <laughs> I try and keep my hand in, shall we say? Yes. Um, so, the important bit for today's uh, episode is. Uh, and we've trailed this quite a bit. I think it's made national news. Well, way. completely, yeah. Um, Azerbaijan yeah. or Certainly in the constru- construction industry, it's on the street. Everybody knows who our guest is today. Yeah. Yeah, the amount of publicity is created. We'd like to welcome Mr. Barry Breed. Barry, welcome to the Gamma Ray Collective. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Touch of deja vu there, Barry? Um, <laughs> I thought you had 200 listeners, not six. Well, you know. We, we, we have got 200 listeners. Oh. In, they, you put them in a mirror, <laughs> and you put that mirror... But he just hasn't... Well, he, he hasn't listened 200 times yet, you know. <laughs> He's looking at me again going, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's OK. Honestly. Um, so, as you know, we are the Gamma Ray Collective, and we are all about networking in this wonderful market. We're all in London, and there is one superstar amongst us. Thank you. Um, I'm not going to say to... Well, I'm not going to say... <laughs> so, Barry, mm. we want uh, to just talk a little bit about your career, the highlights of your career, before we get into some serious questions. So, I'm going to take you back um, 50, 60 years to when you were 16. <laughs> um, and uh, you started life as an apprentice, carpentry apprentice, I believe. I did, with uh, Lang, Lang Construction at the time. Mm. Man after my own heart. Because um, you won't have any affinity here, Andy, because you're no. just not a guy who knows how to use his hands like Bear and I. Well, we, we use my hands in other ways, but, you know. We are masters. This isn't, um, isn't work-related. And, uh, and, and you'll find that out one day. I, it's, I think it's great because I didn't know that you'd done a carpentry apprenticeship, Barry, and I'm sure our listeners would be interested to know that, you know, not only are you such a nice guy, well-respected, well-connected, but you actually have a skill... That you can actually utilise. I mean, it's hidden, but yeah. you have it. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure I'm too hot these can days. Can you build us a table? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't <laughs> can you, can you build us a table, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time. Well, Ikea are ringing you up. And of course, long, yeah. following in the good Lord's footsteps. And my father's, actually. And your father's. Yeah. Um, my dad used to build little toy garages for people at Christmas, so I kind mm. of am following in his footsteps. Um, so your father uh, was a carpenter all his life? He was, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Right to the end. Following the footsteps of Jesus and Nazareth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of my favourite joke. 
Go on then. My favourite shop in in the Middle East is Cheeses of Nazareth. Oh my goodness. This is the level we're going to rise to. <laughs> you get a great yeah. cheddar there, I believe. Yeah. I thought, um, but yeah, Goodlaw was a, was a carpenter and he wasn't a Navy guy. Uh, he wasn't a plumber or electrician, he was a carpenter. Was so carpenter. me and Barry, yeah. are, hands, we're yeah. on the same wavelength. I'm in revered company. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you left your apprenticeship and moved over to Holloway White Allen. I did. Holloways were owned by Langs at the time. Nice, easy manoeuvre then. Langs, and they did a lot of bespoke top-end projects. We were were discussing this earlier, but uh, HWA, Holloway, White, Alum, um, so many people we know today, so many people that Barry knows uh, are still in the industry, have come out of that company, and in many ways... uh, When when was their demise, Barry? About 10 years ago? Maybe eight years ago. Yeah, and you know, but it's it's incredible the amount of businesses that have sprung up from there, the amount of guys that have gone on to do good work in the industry, and um, we'll probably mention them a bit on and off during this podcast. So, um, Did you have a main influence at Holloway's in those early days? Was there one particular guy that... uh, Kind of, you, uh, there was yeah. a guy called Dave Rankin that was like my mentor before I was a director there. Mm. Um, I was there 15 years. So, so before moving back there and, and having your longest stint there, you did a little bit of travelling? You chose yeah, to I go abroad? I went over to Australia for a year and then on to Japan for six months and lived in Tokyo. Mm. Did you work when you were out there or was it just you, you had the money to travel? No, I was working. You did some work, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, I was doing carpentry work in Australia, oh, on building um, shuttering on the on the coast. Yeah, fantastic. For apartments. How old were you then? Eighteen. No, it was after my apprenticeship. Twenty-one. Oh, and okay. then in Tokyo, it was bar work. Why not? Because mm. that's all there was. Love to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, of course. So you then returned and joined Bolfor. Yep, a good three years there. That's where my dad worked for thirty years, so I knew the oh, knew okay. the company quite well. Um, and it was lots smaller than Holloway's, so it was good experience. But then, um, then I re- went back to Holloway. What made you leave Bolfort to go to back to Holloway? Um, career progression. Mm. Okay. There was um, I was site manager at Bolfort. So. But you turned your back on the tools then. I did, yes, to go into management. Judas. Mm. Judas. I don't know. It's pretty, uh, it wasn't so that bad a move. <laughs> <laughs> you could still be yeah. a carpenter today. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me with arthritis in your hands and knackered knees and a dodgy back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Now mm. you're looking amazing and uh, full of the joys of spring. Also, just um, to note that Balfour Interiors are still going. I mean, I find that fascinating. That's great. Lovely that the com- company's got... Uh, longevity and uh, I sense history. A, I sense a bold thought podcast coming on, to be honest, oh. to find out how well Barry did in his three years. Yes, there. Exactly, Absolutely. Yes. Michael Holden is the um, took it over from Stephen Holden, who was his father. Oh, no, wow. Michael, oh, this is a call, direct call out to you. Okay. Come and join us. Spill yes. the beans on We'd Barry in his three years <laughs> at, uh, at Bolfort. So you've gone back to uh, HWA and did, you've yeah. ended up becoming a main board director there. The last five years I was, I was at HWA, I was the main board director, yeah. I looked after the um, London division, which was, I don't know, 30 or 40 million at the time, mm. over. Mm. and Darren Size was looking after the country division, wow. which was similar, similar size. And Darren and I left a couple of years um, before the demise of Holloway's and set up Size Breed. So you didn't know Darren before? Well, I met Holloway's. him at Holloway's, yeah. Yeah, so, so before... 12 years, I was there 15 years in total. Okay. So, yeah. 
Uh, but doing di- totally different things. Darren was yes. on the surveying side. He eight. was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Until he was running the country division. So, what made the, so. what what singled Darren out to be the guy that you paired up with to form uh, the legendary size breed? Oh, I just think we made a good team. We had um, different people who had different things to bring to the party, mm-hmm. and we were probably fed up at the time at Holloway White Adam. So we took the best parts of Holloway's and went and just done our own thing. Um, 2009, was that back? Yeah. yeah. And ironically, they went bust a couple of years after we left. So the timing, it worked quite well. So 2008, nine was the mm. death of the recession. So it wasn't probably the, as a business plan, that's not the time you want to set up a new business. God, no, 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 those days, 2008 crash, was it? Seven or eight crash? Eight, yeah. yeah. What was the business plan? What did you, what did, What was the main thing? Uh, we probably, even, I remember discussing, it'd be great to get to 10 million a year. Wow. And you kind of needed that turnover to support a business and a couple of directors. And, mm. and then it, that was our plan. And it kept happening. I think one of the year things... Year on year, our turnover was going up and we slowly took on more staff. You, I think we talked about this earlier, but um, for the first couple of years, you put everything into it. You you gave it everything. You weren't drawing a salary. No, we didn't take no. any salaries for the first couple of years. But did you know early doors within six months a year that you, you could see it working? How how quickly did you see it working or you thought uh, we've got something here? I think we didn't get a job for about four months. Wow. Okay. And then the first couple of jobs were quite small. Yeah. Uh, but once we got those under our belt, we, we were pretty pretty quickly. We got into Whitley Park, which was a, a big job at the time. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, multi-million pound new build house. What convinced the client for that job to come to a new company? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, well, we knew the client from Holloway White Allen days. Yeah. Mm. So he knew what Darren and I were capable of. And then we went for an interview and told him he just got us and we'd give it our all. And we did. Brilliant. And then once we had that up and running, we picked up another job in um, Kensington Palace Gardens, which was a, another signature job. It put, really put us on the map. So, and, and then with Holloway's then collapsing, we were, we were flying after that. I say, before they collapsed, you knew you were succeeding. Yes. But when they collapsed, you went stratospheric. Absolutely. Yeah. Because... And we managed to pick up some, the best of the best staff from Holloway's yeah, at that yeah. point. So it was good. And you were obviously well known to those people, so the stars aligned in that sense. Yes, yeah, very much brilliant. So. Yeah. It's interesting the way other things collude to help you with business, I suppose. But you've still got to put in the effort. Still got to put in the work. Bit of a Moses moment, the parting of the sea. Wow. The channel was there. You and Darren just sailed on through. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It wasn't, it wasn't that straightforward, but yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes it sound yeah. easy. We've just broken down his Hoist, career into yeah. a, a moment there. Yeah, yeah. There you go, yeah. Hoist the sails. I'm sure Darren's going to hear this yeah. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get some big publicity out well, of this as well. well. So there you go. Hoist, hoist the mainsail. The good ship uh, size breed is, yeah. is coming on through. And, and off you went. We had to get the supply chain. There was four or five really good subcontractors at the time that helped us get started. And they, they were excellent. And they, and they still are. And they still work. Just breed. think what you could have done had you have had... A great flooring company on at the time, and a great AV company. I mean, yeah, funny enough. Actually, I think we did have CSS at the time, and um, I, we were, I think, think we Weldon did. flooring were around then. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying a word. Uh, scrap that. We're going to yeah. be editing that part out as we speak. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think we did. I think CSS did a job with you very, very early doors, didn't they? Oh, KPG. They did, but I've known Ian Bolts for 20 years. Oh, okay. So he, wow. I met him at Holloway's you know, 20, 20 years ago. Yeah. One of the advantages of having you in Barry is we get to ask you these wonderful questions. Real probing. I mean, it's a bit like that uh, Prince Andrew interview. <laughs> really? I think, yeah. Before we do that, I thought we were just going to ask Barry where he is at. No, no, we're not. We're not. No, <laughs> we're not. No, Martin's no, been changing the schedules. Of no, we're not, we're, we're going to do that at the, the end. Meeting. We're going to do fine. that in. So oh, yeah, this we're is writing it all. Right? Yeah, Come on, carry on. Yeah, I've got a pen in my hand. Yeah, I'm right. going. Yeah, um, so yeah, I think this is one of those like Prince Andrew interviews where. Uh, do, I get, where do I get a preview of the questions? No, oh. no, not at all. You already have. So. Andy, you're going to hit Barry with, with our first probe. I'm going to hit Barry, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're yeah. going to probe Barry first, and then I'm going to have a probe after. Can I probe you, Barry? <laughs> Andy, right, probe, probe with the first probe. Probing with general chit-chat. Anyway, so Barry, what's the, what's the one thing you wish you'd known when you began your career? What's the one thing that comes to you today? If you only you'd known this. Oh, maybe um, if I'd known, maybe how supersonic London was going to become in the last 20 years with property prices and rich clients moving in. Mm. I'd have probably, I would, I'd known I would have probably started my own business before, before yeah. And you, well, I know you've got a couple of properties here and there, but would you have bought more property? Would you have invested more in property yourself? Uh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, hindsight. Of course, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think the, the, the changing landscape, as I recall, was uh, in the 90s, we had international footballers because the football um, uh, team started taking more and more foreign players on. That was money. But then the Russian clients. Did you see a massive change when Russian money came into London? Yeah, we did. I've, yeah. And I've done several multi-million pound projects with different. Well, you've done Russian clients, and you've done footballers as well, haven't you? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, it's it's yeah. And Chinese, quite a few Chinese as well now. How long have they been around? Because I, I get the impression they've kind of been the last ten years, not yeah, so much. Yeah, I'd say the last ten. Yeah, maybe slightly longer. Still coming? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And do we see new money from any, anywhere else? You know, the Middle East or. You know, is it just the same uh, old money? I wouldn't say it's new, it's still all around. All yeah, okay. And is there a difference when dealing with, for argument's sake, a Russian client and their demands and a Chinese client and their demands? Do you have to structure the project slightly differently to cope with a different aspect? Uh, you do, but it does depend a lot on the private office or the individual that's looking after the client's interests. Okay. So um, if they've got a building background or understand how this building industry works, it's a lot easier. Mm. Um, but again, depends on who's Who you representing the yeah. client. Okay. We've all had lessons from jobs uh, in our careers that we have learned from. Have you got one particular project that you learned your biggest lesson from? Uh, yeah, well, I won't name the project, but I, one of my biggest lessons was I didn't have a good feeling about the project at the beginning or, or the group of people involved, and I took it on anyway, and it just was very hard all the way through. Would you like a cushion for that um, fence you're sitting on, Barry? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it cost a fortune to get out. Well, this site was this days at Sizebridge. And Holloway's, um, and Holloway's but I think you learn in time that, you know, sometimes better off to stay in bed. Instinct and gut feeling playing a big part. Massively, I think yeah. in life it does, certainly. Yeah. And I think you reach an age where you realise those things. 
Mm, How would you be able to tell somebody who's faced with a feeling in their gut at the moment about something as to whether to go through it? At what point does the gut feeling become a definite, I'm out, I'm gone, I've had enough? For me, pretty early days now. Okay. If I don't have the right feeling about them. Can you say that since those experiences, you actually turned down work? Loads of times. Yeah. yeah, That's learning from your mistakes, isn't it? Absolutely. From the gut instincts. Excellent. So on that note, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? If anybody ever could. It's a bit of a cliche, but you know, it's not easy. There's long hours involved, a lot of hard work. Yeah. Getting to know everybody in the industry. Did, were you always natural with people? Um, you know, seriously, were you always easy amongst people and, and find yourself, you know, because you are naturally, people draw to you, I've seen it. You slither and slide very easily, I think. Yeah, no, it's kind of, it's, it might find people interesting, so it's, it's mm. quite... You don't feel like you love, yeah, I was going to say, you didn't learn that, it was something you already had. Pretty much so, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then I suppose it's just recognising opportunities for, for work as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And there's every discipline from, you know, project managers, architects, interior designers to... I think it's a natural sites. thing us carpenters have, Barry. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, sure. I'm feeling a bit them and us at the moment. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. Do you, what, just incidentally on that point, do you class yourself as a joiner or a carpenter? Uh, as a carpenter, but I did do a couple of years in the joinery shop. Okay, excellent, excellent. Still got all the tips of fingers? Yes. Okay, so you're not really a proper joiner then. No. Listen, you build him up to come. If you haven't down, had, yeah, yeah exactly. if you haven't had your fingers in a planer yeah. and had the tips off, then oh, yeah. um, you're worse you know, than the UK news <laughs> media. You are honestly. As one of my, uh, as one of my uh, former um, joiners said, tried to point out to me with his stubby finger, you're not a joiner unless you've had your finger off. Chopped, okay. I suppose um, I did come off the tools about thirty years ago, so. There you go, they've grown back. Have you still got the tools, Barry? Have you still got them? Do you still do yeah, jobs around the house? Odd tools around my toolkit. Garage, yes. It's rumoured that, that you might be having a floor on a future properties early in the new year. I'm just wondering if, if the company that gets to do that, if they were short of labour, you'd perhaps help them out. Yeah, probably labouring more than laying floors. Yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, what's the best resources that have helped you along the way? Oh, I think maybe um, employing the right people and paying the right money to employ the right people. Always doing a quality job or the best you possibly can. That's helped, um, certainly helped the Holloways and size breed to become known where for do you, where do you think your quality. Where do you think you've had the skills? How did you develop the skills to identify the right people again? Has that just been instinct and just on personality and you've just... You've just Killed with somebody and you've thought they can do a job for me how, how have you developed that I think once you've been in the industry long enough you know when people know what they're talking about and they understand quality I think that's one of the key things that you notice you know if you work for size breed as was and size group now their personnel are top uh, notch and yeah. their attitude uh, is do you second think you, to none there's a huge amount of effort to keep that level and quality level high I was say do you think um, you drove wage prices in a positive way for your trades because they were so good because a lot of a lot of the time as you say to keep people you almost set the bar higher and then you look after people or was it was it just market prices and you just looked after them uh, no you, you can you can look after people and, and you know it's, if you're doing a good job people want to be involved in that too 
Yeah, but did, did you increase their money because you thought they were so good to keep them, or was it something that was just negotiated? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. But I think you made a good point there, actually. If you're doing prestigious work, um, and we've all seen the, uh, the, the TV programme regarding uh, size breed, Oh yeah, uh, size yeah. group's job for John Caldwell. Fantastic level of work there. So you know, great TV. Everybody wants to be involved in that kind of job. Uh, they're prestigious jobs, and you want your name associated with your level, your your trade with it. Mm. So um, I think when you're getting that level of work, one, it's easy to attract numbers of people, but then everybody wants to be on it. So you then have to have this filtering mechanism to get the right people involved. It takes a lot of time, I guess, to manage that. It does, it? and it yeah. goes through to the supply chain as well. Gotcha. You can only use the best subbies in every mm. discipline. And is that treat, one of the critical things properly? about construction companies is, you know, they live and die by their supply chain to a certain Absolutely, extent. Absolutely, yeah. And it's easy to think you can do things cheaper. Yeah. It's not the answer. But as you not, said not earlier, paying, paying good money for quality is what counts. You know, not trying to cut corners it's really important that you are giving people their value, isn't it? You know, if you're hiring subbies, you've got to give them the right money for the good work. Yeah. yeah. To understand the value of something means you then can relate to the price as opposed to knowing the price of everything but the value of nothing. Mm. So I think this is a very important question, Barry. Who are the three people? Yes, Certainly this is a question that shouldn't be left out. No, it should never be left out. Who are the three people that have been the most influential or the greatest mentors to you? Mentors. Mm. Well, my dad was a great guy. Mm. Um, he passed away a few years back, but he was an honest, genuine guy and he gave me a lot of morals and a lot of love. So, Did you talk to him about when you were going with size breed and did you discuss with him and ask advice about moving forward? Or was he? Yeah, but he was a carpenter his whole life, so you okay. know, the business side wasn't, yeah, you know, okay. wasn't the right person. It was a life thing that he, he helped me with. Mm, gotcha. Um, okay. I met Richard Branson 30 years ago and I was quite inspired by him. Um, did you get the time. him? Yeah, absolutely. I did oh. a job for him. Oh, brilliant. He was at Holland Park at the time. And he was interested and was interested in me for that five minutes. Yes, yeah. it's, it's amazing how you remember those things. Yeah, of course. I bet they inspired you as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. it did, yeah. Hmm. Did you get to ask him something that you, you wanted to? Or looking back now, is there something that you would have asked him had you have known? I didn't get to ask him. He was more talking to me. Um, just interested in what I was doing about me and it's probably something I learned then because I quite enjoy talking to people now mm. these days so no well it's almost like the, you know people you're drawn to are people that that are asking you about you they're asking you questions about you and that's what he showed you didn't he absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah you probably felt for that five minutes that you were quite important I was amazed yeah you know it's a lesson Brilliant. Well, I think we're giving Barry another five minutes here. I think he feels important today. Wow. Having oh, it's all about him. And, and, and also, right. he certainly is, because, you know, the first guest of the Gamma Ray Collective. Could only be um, him. I mean, it's all, it's all downhill here. from yeah. here. Um, or it could be all uphill from here. Well, see, yeah. let's, let's see how this so pans out, third, Barry. Your third person then, Barry. Yeah? Who else could you say in that list? Your dad, Richard Branson, anybody else? Uh, there was a few key people in my career that I looked up to, uh, I was working with. In so, business? In business, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Good. Want to name anybody or are you still comfy on that fence? Barry? No, I'm on the fence. <laughs> so I, see, I had another conversation. I did John Major's Kitchen about 20 years ago in Downing Street, maybe Gosh. a little bit longer. And he was fascinating too. I mean, I don't know if he changed my life at all, but it was this another really interesting person to meet. Well, he had such a reputation for being really 
beige, for want of a better expression. Yeah, but he, he came in really to see what we were doing and, yeah. on the kitchen. He brought his wife in, then he brought the kids in and introduced them to the builders. And I was only young then, and I just thought, wow. Did he mention Ebrina at all? Or was there anything? No, that wasn't. <laughs> no, 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 no
Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it's still nice now to see it and speak to the guys and know that it's all good. I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about that on the podcast, haven't we? The fact that the first one, and would we ever do another one together? Well, and, and here we are. We're, we we're got over each other, one. didn't we? Yeah, we, did, we, did, we, did, you know, we did. We can put up with each other yeah. just about. Yeah, we put, our, put it behind us now, Exactly, we? yeah. Um, that, that little argument. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> so we're moving swiftly on. Uh, how's your work over the years impacted on your personal life? Well, I, I, I enjoy the social side of life and meeting new people, so um, I didn't mind doing the doing the events and doing the socialising that comes with it. But is it a job sometimes when the clients, as you've mentioned, overseas, different time zones, you know, they, they want to see you when perhaps you've got young children and this kind of mm. thing? How, you know, for, for people that are in a similar situation and trying to manage... Um, you know, yeah, family life, life and yeah. especially the children and whatnot. How, how do you develop a business with all the commitments that a business demands, and how, how do you how do you deal with it? I, it's this time. Give me a tip. Barry. Hard work. I'm struggling at home uh, at but, the moment. Oh, are you? Even when oh. my kids are thirty, <laughs> it's a struggle. I don't think any any person running a business or who's high doing a uh, high up in the management of a business has got these same problems yeah, mm, um, yeah. I don't think there is, know, answer, is there? the upside is you know there's maybe a bit more disposable income and you know which is always nice you can do nicer things in life but yeah, but I guess you don't go. You didn't go into the business thinking it was just going to be easy five days no, a week, exactly. did you? No. So you know you you know what you're doing, um, and in that I suppose family life, relationships, children, it's just part of. Well, everyone Imagine. adapts quite quickly. That's actually. what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's a good. Or minded yeah. anyway. Yeah. Was there one driver for you and Darren when you set size breed up? Was there one particular thing that you thought that's we, why we, we need both, to do it? We that's why we need to do. Hungry it. for success. Okay. And um, you know the fact that we'd left Holloway's a couple of years before it fell over. We were up and running in, in a nice place when it did fall over. Mm-hmm. Good. What part of your work gives you the greatest satisfaction? I think probably looking back now is developing young people and taking on apprentices and helping people Seeing them carve their own careers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, several of the apprentices I took on years ago are now either running their own building companies or directors in even size breed and other building companies that we all know around yeah. the table. And it's so satisfying. Mm. And I still keep in touch with nearly everyone. So when, when you go out to lunch with them, who pays? I seem to be paying a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. This is one up to Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You, you seem to be paying a lot. I mean, we've been out with Barry on several occasions now, haven't yeah. we? And yeah. I don't seem to remember too much of that. So <laughs> oh, what's I going can't. on here, oh, Barry? Come on. Hey? You, got me, you got me here instead. I know, exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've just got your yeah. time, haven't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. We should be honoured. The we man's here. Don't what forget, can we, one of us has got to write him a cheque for this. Don't you know? <laughs> you know? say that. That, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. rumour goes, the rumours are bad, yeah. you know. <laughs> talk talk uh, to the agent, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so look, we've... Every guest that we have in here... Right. And all the ones that we haven't had yet... I was but, the first one. Yeah, you were the first one. Oh, well, every guest we, that you've we, had in here. Yeah, I, so I that? we have the Gamma Ray signature question. Right. Um, and this is a question that, that all future guests are going to have, and it's, it's, it's a real cutting, probing uh, question. It's no fence sitting here, Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, no, you've been on that fence already. No fence sitting here. So I want to know, what's the one question that you would like to ask yourself? Oh, well, I thought you were going to say, 
what's the who's the best builder in London? And I, I, I would have said size group anyway. Um, but that was sort of an easy one. But then I thought you might ask me who's the best architects or who's the best interior designers. Oh, and then no, I was no, thinking, no. oh my God, well, who am I going to say? Or how am I going to not upset everyone else I know? <laughs> Can we have another cushion for Barry? Uh, say, it's on, on the fence. fence. So, Barry, who is our oh, no, no, number no. one architect? I, I, I promise you next time, if you ever okay. invite me back, I'll give you the answer. Okay. Um, uh, favourite designer? No. Okay. <laughs> favourite favorite, favorite AV company or flooring company? Oh, okay, I can CSS and yeah. Rainleaf, oh, I can say that. Yeah. Okay, uh, let me just hand the check over. Yeah. Thank you very Stick much. Stick another yeah. note on that, yeah, exactly, yeah. Andy. It was worth it. And I'm now going to go and get another bottle of red wine. It's Fantastic. only yeah. it's 11.30, but, so we're in the second yeah, let's one. Let's crack on. Um, so we also have, from last week's response, we've got... Listeners' question. listeners' question. Yeah, so we, we, we asked all six of our listeners to send in questions, and one of them even sent in two questions. So I thought you had 200 listeners. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I came yeah. in. Yeah, that's so. exactly it, but, you know, <laughs> I won't say what I said last time. They're... they're uh, there are six. Oh no, I reckon there's seven by the end of today. And the listener, uh, you you sent that question to my email. Can you use the gamma ray by next time? Yeah, Andy, fantastic. Um, anyway, my, my, I can't read this because the spelling's bad. My so. listener question: When you start to build a company and take on staff, then more and more staff. How did you learn the art of delegation? How did this Ooh. come to you? Well, de- delegation is the um, the easy bit, really. The hard. Is following through True. and checking people are doing what they're meant to be doing and doing it correctly and and then not interfering with them. Not interfering. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I, it's it's you just get a feel for people and their levels and you know you can't do everything yourself when you're running a business either. So when you get to a certain size, you've got mm. to delegate. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. You, you're going to hit the wall. But are you, are you, for example, using size breed? Were you in deep discussions with Darren about who you would bring on and then you'd have to see them doing a certain level of work to then bring them on, but then you had to manage them? Right through. Right through. Yeah. Yeah. The mentoring system yeah. at Holloway, White Adam and Size Breed is very good. Good, okay. And then you, you can pass down the tiers as well. Well, once you've got them to a certain level, then they're carrying the banner forward to their, the people under them, aren't Absolutely. they? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. One thing as well I think I want to know, I hope our listeners want to know, is that when you've got that structure in place, how often did you have managers' meetings? Oh, it depended. Um, probably every two weeks. Okay, and they were quite structured and quite... There was, there was meetings every other day about something. Something other, other yeah. day. But, but as a company, because I think that one thing I think about um, a company uh, doing a good job is about consistency, and that's where a lot of companies fail. They get things up and running and they do well, they can't remain consistent. How did you get that consistency? Was it just through regular we, we, we set the bar very high okay. for quality, for the way Darren and I wanted things to be done, mm. um, from livery to clothing to oh, size breed helmets and high visits on sites. And yeah, brilliant. You just, uh, to the level of subcontractor, yeah. to everything. But you would have had to keep overlooking that to make sure that it was constant. Yeah, you, you had systems in but, place. But, but once people know how you do things, they, 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 they naturally could do it your way. It forward. Good. When they buy into it. Yeah. And, that, and it is when you through. when you work on a size group job now, there, there's something nice about being part of the team, being being a trusted part of the team, and your guys um, being involved. We're, we're in the kit, as you say. Um, and I think it's great for the client to come on board um, and see everybody in their effectively their size group uniform i Absolutely, think it's a great yeah. great way to do it rather than this collective mix of all colored hats Hot and yeah, this yeah. that and the other so yeah i think it's a 
Great bar high, and it shows. Can I just mention to Darren if he listens? I <laughs> perhaps need a new hat and a, and a nice pair of trousers, and um, if he could, if he could get his high vis from Mark Powell um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. next time, Darren. You want a three piece high vis yeah, suit? Yeah, I'd like a high. Th- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, a, check. a nice tweed, yes. tweedy yeah. check, please. Um, so well, we want to ask Barry where he is today. Obviously, we we covered a large part up to uh, you leaving Sizebury. Was it two years ago? Yeah, it was. So what does life look like for you today, Barry? Uh, so now, Decor and Partners London is the new business, okay. and what we do is we look after private clients. Okay. So a client comes to us and wants to do whatever, build a new house or refurb their house. Um, we'll suggest a couple of interior designers and architects. Mm. They'll pick the one they like, yeah. and then we'll put the professional team behind them, you know, the m e consultant, mm. the structural engineer, the quantity surveyor. Um, and we manage the process to get scheme together. Then we go and find the builder. And mm. there's different builders. If it's you know up to three million, three to eight million, course, above yeah. eight million, yeah. you've got a there's two or three that preferred in each of those ranges. And then we manage the process on behalf of the client. So from the beginning, you are with the client right to the end of the project. Absolutely. Hand yeah. holding, keeping uh, the people on tracks as well. Okay, so, so you are, there is a certain level of pushing the project forward from the builder side or from the uh, project side. And as we know, it takes so much to get to the end result. And there's so many links that can go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah So with the experience we've got, we can, you know, pretty much keep things on tracks. Brilliant. Was that a natural progression, do you think, uh, rather than just sort of retire and head to the sun and uh, you, you've done your side breed thing and... Well, it's quite, it's nice progression because there's no real stress, stress for me yeah. um, compared with running a building company. Yeah. And, you know, whether you like stress or not, I don't think it's just yeah. sustainable to do it forever. Do you feel that, um, do you get a certain level of stress in trying to get work? Do you feel the kind of, I mean, obviously, or do you find that part a no, breeze? So I, no, I kind yeah. of know enough people. There's, enough, there's lots of projects out there at the moment. So you can so your confidence all them. moving yeah. forward. Okay, brilliant. And so I do my non-exec role as well, separate to this, just which is great. So I've got four or five companies now. Well, so. While you're here, you're immensely well connected. Hmm. You have you have your ears to the ground and the sky and all facets of London. And buttocks on fence. Well, yes, I know. Yeah, but he's got a cushion. So yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, good. Well, look, uh, we wanted to after the last podcast just let our listeners know where we got the Gamma Ray Collective name from. So, oh, I was going to ask that. Well, ask you, ask away, Barry. Well, I've got no so, idea how you came okay, up with that. Um, <laughs> It's it stems from a love of uh, IPA to be honest um, that Martin developed that developed because here at the studio uh, in Pimlico Road we we're blessed with being opposite the Orange Public House Gastro Pub and on tap they have uh, neck oil now much to my disappointment but it's still nice but they neck had oil. gamma ray right which is a product from Beavertown. Um, and quite often we'd have, as you know, Barry, we have Sounds events like here. Of the Simpsons. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> we have events here at the studio. Uh, we have clients come in, have a look at some floors, have a chat. We always like to finish it with nip it across the road and. and you like to oil your clients up, don't you? We do. So Gamma Ray has been the been the preferred IPA, um, and hence the Gamma Ray Collective kind of sort of developed. So. And well, um, the collective part of it was brought in because of the listeners. We want to include all you guys that are listening. 
in uh, what we're doing with this podcast. You know, feedback, questions, as we say, listeners' questions, uh, contact through Facebook, through uh, Instagram, so on. So, you know, the Gamma Ray Collective is all of you. So that's how we came about the name. And we'd love oh, anybody who thinks they've got something to say, yeah. come and say it on well, the Collective. So, how often are you going, going to do the podcast? Um, One a month. One a month. To so start who, with. Who's your next guest? Ah, oh, well, that's a secret. Oh. That is a secret. Well, is there a whole list? There is a list, actually. Really? There's a list of people asking <laughs> now, yeah. There is a list of at least three. Oh, I'm honoured. <laughs> I'm honoured to be you honest. Are, <laughs> no, we chose you straight away, Barry. Oh. Yeah, you, uh, you seem to be a coup to be our first guest on this podcast. Excellent. So, um, thank, and, you. That, thank you. No, pleasure. And that was a, a genuine, a genuine uh, thought we had. So, um, yeah, and this worked out really nicely. Um, anything else we want to throw at Barry before he toodles off to, to a lunch? I am. Last lunch of the year. I know. Mm. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. How do you... What's your thoughts for, for 2021? What do you think we can see? What do you think um, it, it's, it's be, worth it's, looking it's, at? It's, it's going to be better than 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hopefully by Easter, uh, the world will opened up again. And there's, a lo- there's lots of jobs out there. I mean, we've been lucky in the construction industry. It's sort of carried on. I mean, there's so much damage in other mm-hmm. industries with pubs and restaurants and service industries. Oh, my goodness. It's going to take so long to um, come back. To to come back. Well, we're, we're very lucky that we're kind of slightly shielded with, the, I suppose, the industry that we're in because of the uber-rich. That's mon- sure. Yeah, the money that's in, in our industry, the fact that building work seems to carry on. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit sad. We, you know, we had a little bit of chat about this earlier on, that the, the level of some people who build up businesses, restaurants, bars over the years are suffering. They're being wiped out. Yeah, yeah terribly. So I mean, probably sad. some of them, it's wiped out, yeah. So... But I think, yeah, I'm quite positive for the next few years. There's lots and lots of building projects going on. There's lots of projects I'm aware of that are in for planning, which will come real. Um, so if our listeners want to contact us uh, for a smaller fee, we could pass those uh, no, you don't information need fees. on it's, to... It's, be a nice, do it for free. Help people. Four pack of gamma ray. I think we, we ought to end um, just as the nation draws to an end at Christmas time we'll with, with a little song. speech at three o'clock by the Queen I think uh, we ought uh, to have a message from His Royal Highness uh, Monsignor Breed yes. to the listener um, is there anything you'd like to say to the hordes that are going to be because oh, this is yeah, listen yeah. this is this is the pinnacle of your career yeah. having joined the collective <laughs> um, and is there something you'd like to say is there I'd, words of I'd wisdom I'd like to wish everybody that I haven't caught up with that I wanted to a very happy Christmas and a prosperous new year so you thought bollocks I'm not sending out any Christmas cards <laughs> no I don't do that no, <laughs> you're, you're, I've had so many lunches in. and breakfasts yeah, and dinners yeah you just come in sure. to use this collective <laughs> you're as, invited a, me in. as a waiter <laughs> Let the masses know. As a way to not have to send out Christmas, Christmas cards. cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we do ours as well at the same time? So we're wishing everybody a happy Christmas. Yeah, go for it. certainly are. But wishing You're just everyone... copying me now. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, we're just riding on your coattails. There you go. <laughs> no, honestly, it's been a real pleasure having Barry in. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of an abrupt end to our working year with the Tier 3 lockdown happening as of tomorrow. Um, but it's lovely that we got to do this podcast 
Uh, I'll say twice, but let's leave it at that. Uh, it's lovely that we got to do this podcast here on this very day in Pimlico. And um, we're all off to, I think we're off to have lunch, aren't we, Martin? Uh, business um, lunch. Business Socially lunch, distanced. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And Barry's yeah. off to have lunch. So, and medicinal drinks. No. Medicinal drinks. So it's a, it's a lovely way in some ways to end the working year. We wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. One and, and all a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Barry. Was that? Sorry? <laughs> oh, no, you, you, He's already halfway out the yeah, door. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, listener. All we'll see you. Love you and leave you. Pleasure. See you next time. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye.